The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Now, you're asking if I'm representing the question correctly. Yeah, I want to make sure that your doctor... I, I, I have two doctors, Dr. Mitch and Dr. Cohn. Those are the two doctors who I know in the GI business. Okay. Sent this to Dr. Cohn. He's in Northwestern. I said, Dr. Cohn, it's Mark Silverman. Sorry to bug, but we're having a discussion on the air. We have a story about a guy who did a fecal transplant with his mom's poop. Is this a real thing? Did you just hear that hang-up sound in your head? Was that Boog? That was Boog, yeah. He's on hold right now. He doesn't need to be part of this. You know, now that he's an Emmy Award winner. Correct. Um, And then I I texted uh, Dr. Mitch, who I know better, more as a friend as well. Both are probably busy saving lives. They are. It's not necessary for them to answer the question right now. Well, they may not answer right away. They could be in procedures or at the hospital or whatever. So you basically just took TJ, the doctor who called in, and just tossed him aside. You want a podiatrist to answer the question next, too? A doctor? Nothing wrong with a good foot doctor, but still, it's different. I get it, but I'm, I'm saying doctors read doctor stuff. Do you want a soccer announcer to talk about Shohei Otani or Craig Council? If if should we get al- the f- if, if he's also up to speed with well, well they're usually not. That's well, why we maybe call so. Boog. That's why we call Boog. Maybe they've got as much baseball knowledge of, as you or I. Well, that's why we need help from the the real experts. I'll buy that's that. Why we call Boog. Boog Shiambi recently was ca- uh, called to our attention. Uh, I saw Jeff Agres from the Sun-Times mention that over the weekend, he won his first Emmy. Let's give him a hand. We always knew that Boog Shambi was outstanding. Yes, yes. And uh, he joins us right now on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Boog, uh, welcome to the crazy Waddle and Sylvie show. So we're really going to sit here and act like the fecal transplant thing didn't happen? Well, listen, our Marconi, I'll, I'll raise you an Emmy and, and I'll bring you a Marconi for yeah. what we just described. I mean, are you buying? Uh, like, are you buying it? Are you buying I, the story? I, I got to tell you guys, like we go back a long time, like before I got this job, and I I have never sat in the on-deck circle waiting to go on this show thinking to myself, I got nothing. I got nothing on this one. I am I am here to make a good old-fashioned funny poop joke like any, and I got nothing, nothing. here. You got stage fright. Welcome to this show. It's great. And I, and I still am. I don't even, I don't know what. I literally want to hang up and have you guys. Go on another topic and then reintroduce. Okay, let's try that. Put Boog on hold. Put Boog on hold. Let's do this. I got another story, Boog. Like, don't challenge right, me. Let's like do that. a different story. Okay. Let's reset this thing. Um, give me the other one. Give me the other one I had. At, uh, okay, we'll just go with this one. Okay. Yeah. A cargo plane that departed New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport had to turn around shortly after takeoff when a horse got loose on board. Okay. That's a recording of air traffic said control. A horse. <laughs> Communication features the pilot of the Air Atlanta 
Icelandic plane explaining to JFK controllers that they had to return to the airport because a horse was loose on the aircraft. Okay, that's interesting. You know who flies a lot? It's our friend Boog Shambi, who is the voice of the Cubs. And not only that, but he recently won his first Emmy. For, long overdue. Yeah, long. Let's get Boog a hand. Boog, you, you heard that story. You fly a lot, not only uh, with, with the team, but also for college hoops and everything else. Have you ever seen an animal run up and down the aisle and get loose on one of your flights? No, I've just, you know, I've, I've, I've gone to the bathroom after a horse has gotten loose once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Woo, there you go. That's good. That's we're good. Weave it all Much together. Better. Drive oh. safe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is what happened when nothing's going on in the baseball world. Oh, right, yeah, Luke? Sure. Right? I know. Yeah. Let's go, hey. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. So, no, in all honesty, you know how we feel about you. Um, I, I know you don't do it for awards or, or like, um, applause or anything like that. But when you get news that you, you won a big award like this, um, it's got to be sort of validation in your world. How did you feel when you got news? I mean, it feels great. It does. I, I would tell you that I authentically default to like the corny place of man i'm really happy that i'm here i'm happy that i'm the cubs announcer i'm happy that i work for marquee and that you know crane and mr ricketts and mike mccarthy decided they wanted to hire me and i'm happy to get to work with jd like and i think about that all the time and like you know and and our fans are awesome um i don't know this it, this just feels sort of like an offshoot of that kind of i i i'm I, I I still get excited about the job, so you know whether it's you know random team on a Tuesday in September and we haven't been playing well, or um, you know we're pushing to the playoffs. Either way, it's still it's it's just fun. I just really like it. Well, and it, it is obviously a great time to be associated with this team as well. New manager and the news that they may be pursuing in hot pursuit of the biggest free agent in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't think you're out of line to say maybe the biggest free agent ever. Yeah. I mean, he's a chance. I'll tell you this: if if he didn't, if he wasn't coming off Tommy John, it would be the biggest free agent ever. Period. I still think you could make a pretty good case. I mean, there's a decent chance the contract's going to start with a five. Yeah. I mean, so, and then just the two wayness of him, what it will ultimately be, won't be this upcoming season, but. It's uh, it's pretty astounding. It's pretty astounding. We're all guessing here, Boog, but do you believe that Shohei is going to pick where he wants to play and then just negotiate with that team and that team's going to give him this huge contract to play there? Or do you think he's going to go to all these teams and hear best offer and then decide which team and which city based on the offer and the city? I... I don't have the foggiest idea. I have a hard time imagining that he doesn't have some parameters in place and that the money would have to be really huge in a place that doesn't fit those parameters for him to end up going there. But, I, you know, this is one where I would say um, 
man, I don't, I don't have, you know, insight into it. I really, I really don't. Um, you know, there was a great thing. I, I, I guess, I guess Travis Sawchick retweeted it, but did you see the overlay of where his home runs would go with right. Wrigley? Mm-hmm. I mean, so now the other, the, the, the counter is, you know, one of the, the sneaky things about playing at Wrigley is that there are a lot of guys that get a chance to come in June, July, August, and they don't see what it's like in April and May. And sometimes right. it can be pretty easy to hit in April and May. So, look, I, I just don't, I don't know what, you know, what his, what his interest, you know, or I should say what his priorities are. Um you know, again, if if he picked the Angels mm. the first time around, it, it feels like that's information, and it's information that would tell me. And again, this is me knowing nothing that would tell me that it it, it seems like it would be hard for the Cubs to get their hands on him. But they did this dance with him years ago, and it sounds like they enjoyed themselves on the dance floor. I mean, it got pretty close. Do you believe that the familiarity and having gone through this process in the past may give them, I don't say an advantage over everyone, but it, it certainly puts them in the mix? Well, look, they certainly know, you know, how to do it successfully and um, you know, and I think that, you know, one of the players they're most excited by is, you know, is Sam Suzuki. So, I, again, I, I'm sorry for all the I don't knows, but I, I don't even feel confident taking a, a side on I just don't have a feel for what he is most interested in. I mean, I do think that the Cubs can sell a lot in terms of what's coming, in terms of this market, this fan base. I don't know. It's it's hard to. I don't know the awareness or the care for history, right? I mean, look. Just because 2016 happened doesn't mean history isn't part of the sell. This is one of the most special franchises in all of sports, and the fact that they, you know, ended their World Series drought in 2016 doesn't change that. Um, I don't have a foggiest idea whether he's connected on that. I mean, isn't there... I I believe I'm correct in this. When Kosuke Fukudome signed, he was asked at the press conference about, you know, the, the... year long you know years long drought for world series and he had no idea it's incredible yeah what, boog what do you think like here's something that i mean maybe you would know a little bit more about um what would it mean to just everything here in chicago what would it do for marquee's ratings what would it do for ticket sales like waddle and i were talking about would the cubs sell out that first season like right when tickets go on sale what would it do for marketing all all that side stuff pretty close yeah pretty close i mean like here's one okay so you want to put you want to put the so put two and two together on this one and i'm not like the cup like i want to say a dozen teams sold their jersey patch the Cubs are not one of the teams that sold the jersey patch. What do you think the value of that jersey patch is if Shohei Otani is on the team? Yeah. Huge. $25 so, million, right, a year? We, we've actually we, we've talked about how much of that contract, even if it, let's say it's 10 years, just speculating, 
50 million right. a year, 500 million dollars. How much of that contract would actually be subsidized by revenue streams that would exist because yeah. he's part of your organization? That's right. That, yes. I mean, I, we guessed 40%. Yeah. I mean, I joked on the air last year, but you know, like and you know, God bless him for not have, giving me a hard time, but like I joked on the air that before you know, the thing was even fully built. They should have renamed the sports book the Shohei Otani Sportsbook. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so, I, but yeah, but yeah, that's that is really well said. That I mean, again, I, you know, my business book is not coming out anytime soon. Won't be seeing me on Shark Tank. But I guess <laughs> if they were to get him, you are going to. I would say it's a safe thing to say that his contract would in part be subsidized large chunks from revenue streams that are there because he's on the team. Yes. yes. Well said. What about um, from a baseball perspective, other than Shohei Otani on the trade market or a free agent, pick one. Who intrigues you the most if you could put him in the Cubs lineup? I mean, getting belly back would be would – be, Nice. I think you're you're immediately you know thinking at first base. Um, the free agent market doesn't drive me wild. You know, I I I like Nola. I don't love Nola. You know, obviously, I think your choice if you're really looking at hit a home run, pun intended. Your choice is if you can have anything you want. Are you Trading and extending Soto or are you signing Otani? It'd be sort of a one or the other thing. And then, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Like, I think Reese Hoskins makes total sense at first base if they don't do belly. I think that that, that matches up for, you know, a, a, a year or two. But that's a smaller-ish deal. But they need – look, they have some guys that are coming, but I would say between the rotation and – uh, the bullpen, they need velocity, in my opinion. They need they need an ace who is is a high velocity guy, and they need um, some bullpen arms that are that are higher velocity. So it doesn't end with just Shohei. I mean, yeah. I, and I know that that sounds kind of like. I guess weird because if you sign him to a $500 million deal and then Jed goes yeah. back to Tom Ricketts and says, oh, by the way, I need a starting pitcher and three bullpen arms and somebody else. Like, yeah, I don't know how that con- that conversation's received, but it is it is a legit need in all those other areas. Hey, uh, Boog, yeah. um, we have not spent a second talking about the hiring of Craig Council. I'm interested in how you thought it all went down and why – they're in a better place today than they were before this happened. I, mean, I was stunned. I, there, there's not a single person that saw this coming or knew this was coming prior to November 1st because it wasn't coming prior to November 1st. And, um, I, you know, it's aggressive. It's cold. It's funny. I have a friend who works in English, I think that there, there, there are going to be people in the industry, managers, coaches, that probably are rubbed a little wrong by this. And I understand, and they're probably the same guys that would be more in line with unwritten rules type perspective, like older school type stuff. And they're entitled to their opinion. This type of thing happens all the time in 
you know, in English soccer or in just, you know, major European soccer where a good coach gets sacked to replace him with a coach they perceive as a great coach. Um, I don't think that at the end of the year the Cubs felt like they had a problem at manager. I think that this was done in the active sense that they felt like they were getting an elite level manager. But again, I think trying to prove out, you know, what constitutes an elite level manager, I thought, look, my opinion, and I, I know both guys well, it's hard to see David go. I consider him a friend and Craig is as well. Um, I thought Craig showed a lot of humility. Um, I am wired in a way personally that when an analyst or someone speaking is asked a question, um, like Waddle, here's one for me. When I listen to an analyst on in any sport and they're asked a direct question and they respond with, I'm not sure, I don't know, I am wired in a way to say, oh, tell me more. This guy's going to give me the real stuff. This guy's not scared to expose, I don't know enough about this. I'm not sure. This guy's credible. So, like, for me, when I hear a leader say, I'm not sure, and implicit is, but I'm going to get the answer, I'm a little scared about this, but we're going to get this done. I'm excited. Um, I just thought he checked every box yesterday. In in the modern day, if you're a player, you'd want to go play for that dude. Right. Uh, how, how far do you go back with uh, Craig Council? 1997. My first year as a broadcaster was his first year as a player. It's incredible. I was at like it's so it's such a weird uh, small world because you were probably you were at the World Series. I'm sure I was at Game Six and Seven of the World Series that year too. Just by yeah. just by happenstance, because the Bears were in Miami to play the Dolphins, and oh, wow. the Bears game got postponed against the Dolphins because they were sharing the field, and so okay. I I got to be treated to Game Six and Seven uh, that time, and they moved the Bears wow. game to Monday night um, because it was yep. supposed to be that Sunday, and uh, it's incredible. So, did you know? Like, was he just a guy who? who seemed to get it even way back then when he was a young baseball player? Yeah, he got it. But I think the thing that is interesting in the change in a perspective, and I think one of the things that is unique is he has spent his entire playing career and then the team that he managed for as underdog guy, as just trying to get the most out of your abilities. And as a player, I mean, he played 16 years, which is amazing. And then he goes and works for a team that has a bottom third to bottom quarter payroll every year, and they've been in the postseason five of six years. And now he's just been put in the spotlight, and he's been treated like the Shohei Otani of managers. He's been treated like a six-time all-star. So there's pressure there. Um, So it's different, and that's something that he's never experienced before, right? That's an interesting perspective, yeah. And I think we all feel he's up for the challenge and up for the pressure. But there is pressure associated with this job and these expectations, like you said, Boog, versus being in Milwaukee where he is heralded as as a guy that's getting more out of what he's been given. That's almost – it's not easy because it's a really hard thing to do, but it doesn't come with nearly as much pressure. No, but but ultimately he's here because he wants it. Right. Like he's here, he's examining. He would have just gone back to Milwaukee 
if he wanted to stay in the safe space. Like he talked about it, like, you know, you get a chance to grow. This is the opportunity to grow. I mean, so yes, it's the first time he's never, I mean, this is oversimplifying and these are my words, but as a player and as a manager, he's never had, Hey, you better be good. Yeah. And, and he wants it and he wants it. Boog, great stuff as always. Congratulations on the award and, uh, we will catch up soon. Okay. Thanks Boog. Yeah, let's get some hang time. All right, you guys. You got it. There he is, Abug Shambi. He's great at what he should, does. I thought we should have kept him for this next call. I was. I asked that. I, yeah. I, I didn't know. Abug, would you like to be a part of this next call as we try to get to the bottom of this story? I don't know if he's still on. No, I, that was my. That was going to be my presentation to him before we cut him loose. Marjorie in Arlington Heights here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marjorie? Marjorie? Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Oh, good. Um, like your sequel transplant story. Yes. I did not catch the very beginning of it because I was getting in my car. I caught like the middle to the end. And um, I, I just uh, wanted to let you know that there is such a thing because I have been the recipient of one. And has it been beneficial for your overall health? Uh, yes, because I was I I was very very sick, and nothing that the doctors did, even an infectious disease doctor, uh, the medications weren't weren't helping, and um, they. I'd be on the medication and I'd be off of it in four days and I'd have the same, the same issues. And this went on for eight months. Whose poop poop did you inherit, Marjorie? um, It actually uh, was a doctor out of Evanston Hospital and he has his own uh, poop lab. He has... He has his own group of people that he screens monthly and uses. Uh, poop donors. Poop donors. Donors. Yeah. Correct. Marjorie, when yes. they told you about yes. this potential, this procedure, what was your response? I, I had no idea how to respond. I had never heard of it. Right. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what. It was going to involve, and um, so what ended up happening right right before the uh, surgery was um, I had you know you have to have a, a colonoscopy. Now I've had them, mm-hmm. but but this one made me horribly sick. So I don't know if it was different. Um, stuff that they had me take for this particular procedure but um yes after i had the procedure done i have not had that um illness since so this was almost like a miracle you know it's a poop rescue yes yeah, I mean, I it sounds weird, and and that's kind of how I felt at first. I was like weird, yeah. and then I was thinking, okay, so 
which family member can I ask to, you know... Have you met, I would, have, I would have actually, you met your donor? I have would you actually like, think that that it would be like just like mentally better to receive it from someone that wasn't a family member. Is that well, weird well, to I say? I was going to say though, Marjorie. Like you know how people meet their donors of like a a heart transplant right. or, or the family. Uh, have you met the person the family, who donated their poop? Not, not the person that gave. No, I have not. I have not met the person who donated. Nope. <laughs> if they were listening right now, what would you like to tell them? Thanks, uh, thanks because yes. it actually uh, solved your problem. It's great. Yeah, That's I, I it's could America. not believe it. It is. It is incredible. It's a great story, Marjorie. I'm I'm a believer now. Yes. And Dr. Cohen was yeah. just was calling me back. Dr. Mitch responded. Yeah. What'd they uh, say? Well, so Marjorie is here to tell you that. Your skepticism is yeah. Is I was wrong. Yeah, but Dr. Mitch said it's done for. Um, I yes. don't. Yeah, usually, but eventually it should be approved for other conditions as well. So it's a shocking that a guy wearing a "Show Him the Money" T-shirt <laughs> wasn't the yes. one that had all of the information. Jeff Agress just <laughs> Jeff Agress just tweeted from the Sun Times. He's their their media critic. Says never mind the Boog interview. We have a fecal transplant patient on Waddle and Silver. And by the way, Marjorie, yes. we could not. Be be more thrilled that you are actually healthy and thriving from this procedure. Yes, it was amazing because I, I was so horribly sick for eight months and um, and then I finally get this doctor and, and they said, you should have never suffered that long. Right. I, I had dropped down to 70 pounds oh. and um, so when I finally, uh, they did uh, the research, the one GI doctor finally did research to find a specialist because only certain hospitals uh, does uh, d- does do this procedure. And um, so she called me and said, I, I found a, a great doctor at Evanston Hospital and uh, I called and made my appointment and went in and um yeah i i was amazed because a, we, I, we need a we need I, a, a holiday parody song i on would this. also say to Fickle anybody transplant. out there that is looking for <laughs> this type of donation my radio partner is full of it so he has got an unlimited supply uh, yes that people well, yours can't be use. used because it's not home. of course not no, exactly it's, yeah it's Marjorie, congrats. Yeah. It's uh, it's great to hear from you, and thanks for sharing your story. Thank you, Marjorie. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Great, great show, you guys. I listen every day. Thank we appreciate you. it. Who would have thought you that this would that be Waddle's the topic? world is just no, a bunch of nonsense. I didn't I ever accuse you of that. I accused this of being a fake story. Not though. a fake story. Not a fake story. I think you should apologize to Tyler, who, uh, who, who found this story. It's he mined it. Is a, a Dr. Cohen sent me an article that I'll post. It's from thepowerofpoop.com about fecal transplant. If you want to read up on this, it's a real it thing. It solved Marjorie eight months of misery. Yes. And, it's and a, now she's back to normal. It's a Christmas miracle. And it's Waddle and Selvi. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Selvi are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. That was fun stuff. 
Harper with uh, Boog and then Marjorie. I hope we get a holiday parody song about that transplant. And Dr. Cohen sending me a bunch of articles. Now I posted one of them. We're saving lives, man. He this says we've been do. around forever. That's right. We're, we're educating people. And all four of us need to take credit for saving lives, including Meller in there. Yes, whether no he wants to or not. Yeah. So submit your holiday songs, ESPNParody.com. The winner this year will get the uh, year supply of groceries from Jewel Osco. You have until December 8th. Uh, we love when you do the show reference holiday parody songs. Those are the ones we love most. We'll play for the guys in Crosstalk. We played them earlier. The new Kaplan song. We got a uh, Cap song. It's very good. Very, very good. That's the leader in the clubhouse. And you know, so far. listen, I'm a snob when it comes to these things. You are, yes. I'm a, an, an admitted snob. I thought today's entry was fabulous. You are like the old school. Um, uh, Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell, and I'm, uh, what's her name? Uh, You're Paul Abdul. Who, who loves everything. Yes. I like the effort. You, you, you dance quite well, too, I hear. ESPNParody.com. I used to be on the Lakers. Uh, I used to be a Laker girl. The dan- yeah. Dance, dance team. team. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go poli- political correct, correct, but they're, they're Laker girls, right? Yeah. Aren't they? No? That's what they're That's called. What they, right. Yeah. All right. Um, so every day. What were you going to call them? I, don't know. I, I was going to say Lakers cheer dance squad. Team. Yeah. I, 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 what were you going right. to say? I was one of the Laker them. You know, Waddle was right. Laker they. Waddle said the, on the Laker dance team. And I'm like, what am I doing? It's the Laker girls. Yeah. So every day in our emails, Tyler sends us questions about the show, you know, um, topics. And a lot of times we don't get to all of his great questions. So we're going to do a we're segment. We're going to stop ignoring him. We're going to stop ignoring him. We're going to make it a part of a segment we called Aki's A-List, where he gives us his best questions. I wanted to call it shot or no shot, but you weren't in for that. Chance or no chance. These aren't like just shot or no shot questions or any questions that he's had topically relating to our main topics of the day. And um, instead of ignoring them every day, let's put them to use. Yeah, let's have some conversations So uh, about meaningful stuff. We'll get it open and, and make it flashy and everything like that. Tyler, what do you got for us today? All right, let's start with C.J. Stroud because he is having a fantastic rookie season. Now, if the Bears had a chance once upon a time to draft C.J. Stroud in this year's draft, but they opted to trade the pick, obviously, to the Carolina Panthers. But if you could do it all over again, if you're the Chicago Bears, would you and you get C.J. Stroud's career up to this point? I'll even give you the amount of wins and losses that the Texans have right now as well. Uh, a team that's currently sitting just on, the, or actually would have a playoff spot in the AFC if the season were to end today. If you're the Bears, would you draft C.J. Stroud, or would you opt to make the trade for the number one overall? So pick? if I could go back in time, mm-hmm. would I would I pull the trigger? Yes. M- my answer is no, because I love the process. Uh, you know, I'm always talking about the process. Was the process the right one or the wrong one? I love the process of giving Justin Fields another year. You had to find out about Justin Fields. I love the trade that he made. I think it's the best trade that Ryan Poles has made. Maybe the best trade in Bears franchise history. Depends on what they do with this first pick coming off of Carolina. And they have to hit a home run, like I said yesterday. And I think they get their quarterback here. But is that quarterback going to be better than what you've seen from C.J. Stroud? It's an inexact science. It's it is. a hard it, thing to do. I, I, but well, they're I, giving you the benefits I know, of, of hindsight. Hindsight. Look, I, uh, there is so much more football to be played. It's crazy. So the assumption here would be 
that maybe he's not going to go 15 touchdowns and two interceptions over the next eight games or nine games, but that the trend is going to be he's going to continue to play at a high level. Would he even be playing if you would have drafted him? Would he be sitting behind Justin Fields? Don't know, but but if you got it right, you got it right. So if you're telling me that if you would have correctly evaluated these guys and you had come to the conclusion that this is who C.J. Stroud was, you got to make that move. No D.J. Moore. No Darnell Wright. It's C.J. Stroud possibly sitting as Justin Fields plays. I like the process of what they did, and I will want to see how this pans out. I think it's... It's the the best move that by far that Ryan Poles has made. I think that the process part of this is very understandable. I agree, but you're 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 going with the process versus what I'm assuming we're saying is a proven commodity. Now again, there's a lot to be like. His start has been fabulous. Can he keep it up? I don't know. But if you come to the end of the season and he looks for the entire season the way he's looked so far. I'm going on the other side of that that conversation, and I'm saying that. I were split on that. And then you, I mean, with the benefit, I'm getting hindsight. I mean, the most important decision is getting the quarterback right. All we have done is pushed it forward for another year. They may get it wrong. So just to sort of establish some more parameters here. So you are getting C.J. Stroud, but you're not getting Darnell Wright. Right, yes. You're not getting D.J. Moore. Right. And you're not getting a second-round pick. I believe it's next year. Right, and who, who are getting a franchise quarterback? Franchise quarterback. Who was who was the, the who was who was the second round pick they also got with the Carolina pick? Was that Tyreek Stevenson? Uh, I believe. Well, so Steven, not only do you they have had two of them, they, they I, I don't two. know if it was one of the tackles or or if it was Stevenson. Whoever they got, they got a player in the second round this year from Carolina, and they're getting a second round pick in twenty twenty five as well. I believe Stevenson was taken with the Ravens pick they get that they got for Roquan. So it was taken with the Dexter pick. Uh, I mean, like, um, the second-round pick was... Dexter. It was Dexter, yeah. yeah. Again, look, I get it. I get the process. But if I can solve the quarterback problem, something that's never been done in this city... And Tyler's giving you the benefit of knowing C.J. Stroud is good. I I have the benefit of knowing that these guys are good, too. And they're ranked higher than C.J. Stroud was. I get it. I like the building out of the roster and going for it this year, and I like the process of letting Justin Fields play it out. I That's know I'm getting You're test. passing on the yeah. proven commodity yes. at the quarterback position, something we've all begged for for years. Yes. All you and ever want is a quarterback, I know, but, but I'm getting him this year. I'm getting him this year. You don't know are you? you are, though. Yes. I'm getting, you, you've this is the, the greatest. You are taking away the greatest trade in Bears history. You are saying... Take C.J. Stroud or take the, away the greatest trade in Bears history. Let me, I'm taking let, the greatest trade in Bears history. If, in fact, they use that first pick on a quarterback that doesn't pan out, it's not going to be thought of as the greatest trade in quarterback in, in Bears history. You know what they're going to say? They're going to say they effed up well, not they, taking C.J. Stroud. they get it right, for sure. Look. I know they've got to get it. Uh, this all goes into they've got to get it right. It could also look. They could, you could at the end of the day, if you don't make the trade, C.J. Stroud could end up being the best draft pick in Bears history. Yes, true. Or he could be sitting behind Justin right now. I know we have hindsight that I know now how he plays in Houston. 
I mean, ring it up. This is a good topic. See, this is why uh, why I want Tyler to get um, the floor on some of these topics. What well, would you do right now? It's kind of a would you rather. Would you rather have right now? We're giving you the chance of having C.J. Stroud in a Bears uniform. But we're also, listen, like I've said this a number of times. I under no, I'm under no delusion that C.J. Stroud, that I can guarantee you that C.J. Stroud going forward is going to be as good as he has been in his first nine games. Yeah, no, but the, the, the assumption future is, is unknown. Correct. The assumption is that he is a franchise quarterback. Right, that we think he's going, yes. that we're going to continue to see him. Yes. Get better. We've seen other guys yeah. to flash early, then kind of. Remember, like I, I told you, he's he's played very well for the last two games, and for the most part this season, the Carolina game, he had a stinker. He did. The it was kind of like Bears payback. Josh Allen had a stinker last night. He too. did. I know. It was kind of like Bears payback, where Houston did the Bears a favor, yeah, by beating Indy last year, and now um, the the. The Texans lost, and they they sort of like uh, screwed the pooch against the Panthers this year. Yes. What would you do? Would you rather have C.J. Stroud knowing what he is right now, but not having D.J. Moore, not having the number one overall pick as it currently stands, not having Darnell Wright, and not having a second-round pick in 2025, and then was there a part a, another second in there as well? Was I right about that? There's a 2025 second as well. There wasn't a second from last year, did I? No, there was a second last year, but there's also a so 2025. So who is that player? So I want to lay it all out. Uh, I believe it's Jervon Dexter. Let me all double right. check on that. So so what? So it's Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, Jervon Dexter, this year's number one overall pick, and a second round pick in 2025. You have all that. Or you could have C.J. Stroud now. If I've solved a quarterback problem, for me, it's worth it's worth that. See, I could like I think this is the essence of having your cake and eating eating it too. You hope so? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I be, or else my GM's not worth anything. If he if he can't get the quarterback right in one of the greatest quarterback crops in the history of the draft, I'm never going to build a Super Bowl team. So, the pick is technically Tyreek Stevenson. The Bears tr- remember traded up to get Tyreek Stevenson out of sixty-one to move to fifty-six to get Stevenson. So, that's, so let's say Stevenson. So that's what I thought. So you it was all that. It's 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 DJ. It's Stevenson. It's Darnell Wright. It's the number one overall pick, and it's a second round pick in twenty twenty-five, or it's CJ Stroud. It's good, good topic there. Yeah. But you know what, though? This is fast-forwarding here. If for whatever reason, even if they pick a quarterback and he's just okay or solid, if it's May or Williams with that next pick, this is going to be the conversation yes, that Ryan is. Poles no right. bypassed C.J. Stroud when he had yes. the opportunity to pick him. If, if Stroud turns into one of the best quarterbacks in football... In the next few years, because Jeff, li- listen, I, I, I it's, it's it's Ryan Pace I, passing on Mitch Trubisky. Yes, I am. I, I am, don't agree with that. I, I I'm am, telling you, it will be that will be the overwhelming though discussion point. I'm with you because this and 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 by the way, I'm no quarterback expert, but I didn't think anybody in this draft this past year was worth taking versus making the trade. The Bears weren't in the quarterback market yet at that time. They weren't there with Fields. They were. 
they had pulled the they had pulled the rug out from under Justin Fields with the way he was coached up. You had to give him time. Nobody's you, arguing. That the is process. completely logical, Sylvie. You're, totally you're right. Agreeing. So this is why I'm saying it's not the same thing as Mitch. With Mitch, you elected to draft a quarterback in that same draft with Mahomes and with Deshaun Watson, and you picked the wrong guy. Here, you just chose. We're not in the market. If they Do cut you understand ties, understand the I difference. D- yes, there's but a it, difference. But here. if they cut ties one year later, and C.J. Stroud goes on to be one of the best quarterbacks in football going forward, it, you're right about the details. I'm, I, you are absolutely correct. The process is much different. But people will say you had the opportunity to select him, and then if it's a year later and you choose May or Williams. And, and they don't turn out to be CJ as good said, as Stroud. No, I'm with you, Miller. I think that that's when the conversation right. happens. You could talk me in. You could talk me through it, and I could understand. But th- ultimately, I mean, the reality your is- job as a GM is to find that next QB, is it not? Like to find that franchise quarterback. And if you had him in your grasp, you had and you chose to not to take him. him. It's a great topic. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. It's Aki's A list, and that's the topic that he threw out at us. Would That's you re- it. That's all you got, Tyler. Well, that was a good. That was such oh, a I good got one. Plenty more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more. And save it. Look, we're going to do this every day at around four thirty or five, wherever the schedule permits. We'll take your phone calls on this coming up next. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN one thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The question, would you take C.J. Stroud now or do the Carolina trade over again? 312-332-3776. Jim on the northwest side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Appreciate you taking my call. You got it. So I uh, I don't even know why this is a conversation. I mean, you could get you could get Dan Marino, you could get you could get John Elway, you could get Patrick Mahomes, and you're going to give up three A starters for one quarterback. I mean, because we all know DJ Moore is an A receiver, right? I mean, he hasn't shown it yet because he hasn't been thrown to enough, but he's an A receiver, right? I, in my opinion, as far as right tackle goes, he's done a phenomenal job. He's, he gets thrust in this role, and I think he's he's holding his own pretty damn well. And Stevens is is, uh, is a great corner. He's just a kid. You got those guys, those uh, right. two of those three guys locked up for the next 10, possibly 15 years. Great strong right now, I would say, through 10 games to call Tyreek Stevenson a great corner. I would just say that's a, and I like him. I would say that's a bit aggressive. All right. Well, I'm not saying he's an all pro at this point in time, but I think for a guy that went in there and that was able to supplant, um, uh, what, because, because, he took over for what? You Kindle Vildor? No, it wasn't Vildor. It was Gordon because Gordon now is in nickel well, slot. Gordon was Gordon drafted. Was Gordon slot. was drafted to play inside. That's what he was drafted for to be an inside corner. All right. I mean, valid point. I just think he's a really good. He looks to me like a really I, I, good Jim, cornerback. Like he's one of the top guys. I think he's he's excellent. He's got good sides. He's physical. I think he's fantastic. I, I look. I, he's not I, Lester Hayes. I'm going to defend Jim because he's on my side here. Yeah, when we brought up trading the number one overall pick for Josh Allen, everyone's like, I would just trade the number one pick, but nothing more. 
Like, why would you trade the number one overall pick, DJ Moore, um, another number one pick in Darnell Wright? That is multiple first-round picks for one player. That's like basically trading three first-round picks for one player. I I just think that you have a chance to get the quarterback position right while collecting all these other things and building the roster. You can do both here. I'm trying to solve the quarterback position. No, I know that, but what would you give up for Josh Allen right now? I'd give up a one. Just a one. One, one. You wouldn't give up Darnell Wright. Change. Would you give up Darnell Wright, DJ Moore, um, the number one overall pick? Well, I also get, I mean, I can go, I can pay for players because my quarterback's on a rookie deal. Right. I'm not paying $250 million. I, I get that, but still, to me, that's like giving up three first-round picks, and that's not even counting Stevenson or the second-round pick. Those players are like first-round picks. Donald Wright is a first-round pick who's cost-controlled. Your quarterback that you're drafting is a cost-controlled player, and so and then DJ Moore, while you're paying him, is still like another first-round pick. Listen, if you draft that quarterback, he is cost-controlled, but I'm not guaranteed that he's your answer. That's the part of the equation that is most enticing to me. I've solved the most important riddle in all of professional sports. And to me, I think that there's, there's a value to that. And you're doing it in an economical fashion because you only have to pay him a rookie deal. And then you got no one around him. 312-332-3776. Like C.J. Stroud doesn't have anyone around him now in Houston. It's, it's admirable what he's done. It's, it's pretty incredible. Tank Dow. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon coming up next. We'll ask him, and uh, this is ESPN One Thousand. Be there, partner.